Hello there, it's John Deeks here and welcome to Your Life Choices podcast. Well, I like to eat, but sometimes, you know, you wonder what's in the fridge, what's going to be uh, usable, uh, I don't want to spend a lot of money, uh, what's fresh, what's good for my body, especially when I get to, say, a certain age. So it's very important to make sure that we're eating the right food and perhaps uh, making some food that is of restaurant quality. You don't have to be a genius to do it. But we do have a genius on the phone. All the way from actually in Durban in South Africa, we have Mel Alafachi, Brisbane-based chef and author, and talking about her new book, Culinary Quickies. It sounds like it could be very interesting. Mel, welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. Uh, we're calling you, and it's actually 6 a.m. over there in Durban in South Africa, so we do appreciate you getting up so early to having a chat. Oh, that's a pleasure. It's a beautiful start to the day. Culinary Quickies, tell me about your new book. Yes, so, um, John, I'm a cooking school teacher of, of more than 20 years, and over the years I have fine-tuned teaching people how to be happy in their kitchen. So, you know, I find a lot of my students and, you know, just friends and family often refer to cooking as tedious, something they don't enjoy doing, and I totally understand that. But there are opportunities for us to get that happiness back, and I actually promise that you can live happily ever after in your kitchen. <laughs> it's, it's a handwritten promise. Um, you know, just, just because it is something that we have to, have to do all the time, we may as well have fun doing it. What do you think are some of the, uh, the, 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 the reasons that people don't feel confident in the kitchen, Mel? Well, it actually breaks my heart, John, when I see someone, um, you know, battling in the kitchen. And, and as a cooking school teacher, what I really like to do, and that's why I've written my book and why it's completely different to a normal set of recipes. Throughout the book and throughout my recipes, what I actually focus on, yes, the recipe is gorgeous and you know, you're going to get a round of applause when you put the food down and you're going to live happily ever after. But what I've actually done is I've taught all the shortcuts on how to get there faster because we don't want to spend valuable time working too hard in the kitchen. So it's all about being efficient. And, you know, I'm not trying to scare anyone. It's all very easy to do. So I call it chefy skills. Chefy skills. That's that's yes. good. I like that. Chefy skills. Yeah, and you know, everyone wants to be recognised for being an amazing talent in the kitchen, and I absolutely respect that. So, what we need to do to get there is we need to learn how to chop properly. And if you have a blunt knife and you're working on a chopping board that is moving, you're instantly. This is when I say you get very stressed because it's not going to be an easy task. So. Chefs will generally put a wet cloth under the board. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, and then what they will do is they will um, use a sharp knife and immediately it will be more efficient. Well, Mel, as, as we know, a, a blunt knife is much more dangerous than a sharp knife. Absolutely, absolutely. And you won't look very good chopping because you'll be stressed and you'll have um, anxiety showing in your face. So if you sort out just putting a cloth under your board and having a sharp knife, it will literally change your life. Well, you've already given me one fantastic tip on uh, on cooking. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and that's the chefy stuff that we, you know, the little secrets behind the scenes. Now, the second thing that we need to do to be more successful in the kitchen is we need to actually shop strategically. So most of us, especially the ladies, are really good at shopping. But what I'm talking about is going out, getting some beautiful, fresh produce, preferably something that is, in season or on sale. So, you know, often people will shop to a shopping list and then you miss out on all the fun. You miss out on the bargains and you miss out on what's fresh and what's beautiful. 
So I like to go shopping with an open mind and, you know, if something's on sale and it looks good, that's what I'm getting. And then, you know, you can only do that if you've got the confidence to back it up with and you know how to actually cook those things. Well, Mel, as you know, Mel, uh, the cost of produce in Australia has gone through the roof uh, with lettuces and uh, and many other fresh fruit and vegetables. but I'm a big fan of going to the market. I go to our local market, the Victoria Market here in Melbourne. And especially if you go towards the end of the day, you really get the bargains because they want to get rid of their produce. I like that. Uh, so so it, you can buy good food if you uh, perhaps go to the markets. Yeah, good food on a budget. It doesn't have to be uh, truffles and caviar every <laughs> single day. We <laughs> We can make everyday basics like chicken breast or mince or, you know, the the good old-fashioned cauliflower. We can actually make those into designer dishes. We just need to have the confidence behind us. So, you know, having those cooking skills where you know how to cook successfully, for example, a lot of people buy beef mince and then they take it home and then they blame the butcher because there's a lot of liquid coming out of it. Now, that, unfortunately, is not the butcher's fault. That's a cooking method gone wrong. So when we're stirring meat in a cold pan, it's basically encouraging that that meat to lose its moisture and then we lose the flavor and we lose the personality of the dish as well at the same time. So a lot of my teachings, I've actually got an apron that says back away from the pan and stop stirring, you know. Um. Um, With cooking, ah, with cooking, it's about maintaining, especially with mince or a steak or a stir-fry, a stir-fry can be a massive disaster if you actually stir it too soon. So with, what we need to do is we need to curb our enthusiasm in the pan when we are stirring and it's not time to stir. So I've got a little apron that says, get the pan swear word hot. Then we are going to manage the sizzle in the pan. And if there's any grey liquid, it's your fault because you stirred too soon. So it's having a relationship and listening to that sizzle and making sure that at no time do you smother the sizzle. And you will have amazing results. You know, when, when that meat gets brown or even a chicken breast or even veggies, when they go brown, we get that amazing flavor. That's called the Maillard reaction, where we get that flavor for free. It's free flavors. But when you stir meat or veggies or anything and it's gray and stewy, it, it doesn't taste as good as the restaurant chefs who know how to get it. Yes. Are those kind of tips in your new book, Culinary Quickies? Absolutely. I'm basically your conscience um, in the recipes and I'm there with you every step of the way saying if you stir now, it's your own fault. So um, there are opportunities. So if if you have stirred, say you have stirred and you're looking down in the pan and it's just one big soggy mess, you can actually get it back. So what I always recommend is if you're looking down in your pan and, um, you know, the mince is crying because you've stirred it so much, if you increase the heat in the pan, put everything sort of, Scoop everything to the half side of the pan so that that other half of the pan is sort of empty or naked. You can then cook all that grey liquid off and you will actually win your dish back. So there are opportunities where you can forgive yourself and then not do it again the next time. I do have a little cooking show, John, where but it, it goes hand in hand with the book and it's, and it's a free little um, cooking show on, on YouTube at the moment where you can actually watch and, and see what I mean, because some people learn differently and you might not get the hint in the book, but you might see it when, when I show you what could, what could go wrong. And this is a perfect time for me to tell everybody to do what I've done and go to Chef Mel, C-H-E-F-M-E-L dot M-E. Just go to that. Yes. 
you will see the gorgeous happy chef Mel Alavacci right there and she's chopping away on her board and there are Chef Mel TV, um, signature recipes, foodie tours and so much more. Before I let you go, Mel, a lot of our listeners, uh, folks who have, maybe they live alone, maybe it's just them and their husband and they're of a certain age yeah. and, you know, they're a bit tired about cooking all the time and, and, and of course, nutrition levels can, can drop and they don't eat properly. Yeah. Do you have any tips to wrap this up with to, to help people who may be just uh, not looking after themselves for food because they've lost the mojo? I absolutely understand. So my my recommendation is then when you do have the energy and when you do feel like it, cook something and cook a lot of it. So, for example, a, a bolognese. And then, you know, if you cook more than you would eat for that one meal, what you're going to do is you're going to eat one portion now when you're finished and you're going to have that as your meal. Then you might eat another portion, which can be safely stored in your fridge for two days. And then I would freeze it in little Tupperwares or little containers so that sure. when you just don't feel like it, you can heat and eat. And it's still something nutritious and, you know, reasonably priced that you have actually got at your fingertips. Um, but also just, you know, that, that getting bored in the kitchen. It's all about changing your flavors and, and creating some different flavor profiles that might excite you a bit more. And I do that through using my spices. And I, I call, um, you know, um, my spices... Uh, makeup for food, you know, it really can transform a dish. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it can That's transform a true. dish. But also, just what we need to make sure is that when you do use your spices, that you're using fresh spices. A lot of people use the spices for 20 or 30 years and they wonder why it's not tasting good anymore. So I always say, give your spices a good sniff. Um, old spice does not belong um, on food. We, we know that that's a men's deodorant. <laughs> and um, you do not want to be using something that is uh, expired and way beyond its sell by date because you, it's not going to taste good. And that's when we lose a lot of the, the flavor from our cooking. So that's another important one, I think. Do yourself a favor and go to Mel's website, check out what she has there. She is the happy chef, Mel Alafachi. So go to Chef Mel. That's C-H-E-F-M-E-L dot me. All the information is there and you'll be surprised what you might find out. Hey, Mel. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, with a little bit of inspiration, we can all have fun in the kitchen again. Mel Alafachi, thank you so much for giving up your time, especially as it's so early in the morning over there in Durban in South Africa. You travel the world and you've got a fabulous website, so I do encourage people to go there and subscribe to your channel as well. It's absolutely free and you'll be, you'll be in the kitchen running around like a, a, a chef, so it's fantastic. Excellent. Thank you so much, John. Thank you to Mel. Really do appreciate that. And for over 22 years, you know, Your Life Choices has been providing Australians with essential news, articles, retirement resources and cooking ideas for over 270,000 members and growing. Your Life Choices is Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. I'm your host, John Deeks, and on behalf of all the team, be well, be happy, get cooking and see you next time. <laughs>